Uh, hey, it's uh, Sunday afternoon today when I'm recording here. And usually I don't record uh, trending trending episodes back-to-back nights but because uh, I'm going to be out of town and trying to get a bunch of recordings done. So maybe I'll do I'm over on red here, taking some Reddit pictures. Okay, so I guess some tr- tr- uh, stuff loaded from Reddit, but I said, geez, what are we going to talk about today? Because yeah, I, I always have a little notebook with ideas, but I don't have it with me here. Because I said, well, I think I got it. And uh, it was, uh, I was thinking about, uh, oh, wait, no, I, I thought of some pitch today. What was the pitch I was thinking about? I said, I should do that on the show. And this is how ideas are. I didn't write it down. And I was saying, well, Rick Moranis could be in it. And I remember, I think I was lying in bed and it came to me. Now, who would I have pitched this idea to? Because, you know, I just pitched that idea to Rick Moranis. And it didn't it didn't really come together. Uh, but I was lying in bed and I said, well, Rick Moranis maybe could be in it. It must have been a movie. And I'll never, I don't think we'll ever get it back. I'm going to try to buy some time, though. So it wasn't Rick Moranis, but it would have been someone that liked it. I wonder if it was, a, and this is why you always keep a notebook on you. Because you never know when a mediocre idea is going to, you know, pass you by. Uh, I was just said, well, that would be a good pitch. I can remember, I can picture I was lying, you know, like I like to like get a, like I have my bed in a corner. So that one side of the bed is against the wall. So that every once in a while I like to just jam my body between the wall and the bed. Uh, or I guess wedge is more like the term. And I don't, I say, and that's, I, I don't know if that's my thinking spot, but that's where I was thinking this. I believe it was this morning. Could have been last night. And it was a story idea. It, it, I don't know what it involved. I said, what would have been if Rick Moranis, but it wasn't a pitch for Rick Moranis. So I was like, geez, who was I lying in my bed thinking about, uh, the blue tiny, you know, professionally, uh, at this point, the, the, at this point when I was lying in bed. I did really get it. I did really sleep in today till I slept good. I slept till 9, 9 a.m. I mean, I did wake up at about 5.30. And it took me some effort to, to get back to sleep. But then I started daydreaming. And I did get back to sleep, which is always nice, you know, especially if you listen to this podcast, you can probably relate to that. And I don't know who that was because it wasn't Rick Moranis and it wasn't um, Tim Curry. So it would have been a new pitch, and I'm trying to think of who else we would be pitching. It wasn't like Bill Murray or Steve Martin. It wasn't anybody. It was definitely someone famous. And I thought of saying something into my phone. I can remember saying, talk to your phone. You'll never remember this idea. This is like one of those, uh, whatever pennies made, a copper-level idea. You know, It's not gold. It's not platinum. It's copper. And I'm trying to think what else have been on my mind, uh, like uh, entertainment-wise. I watched uh, like a third of the Das Boot uh, director's cut last night. That was research. I've been watching Star Trek uh, Next Generation, and that's also research. Um, and I don't think it was either one of those. Uh, so I don't think I was pitching either one of those, but I, I thought about Well, let's see. So, yeah, I don't want to go there. So I don't know. I don't have anything with that right now. Maybe that'll come to me. Maybe we'll do it. We'll, we'll do a swift and serves. You know, I know there's like this Carol King musical out 
And I think I talked about this a long time ago on the podcast. Now, I know Carol King's a living woman, and she's an American songwriter. I think she's American. I really don't know that much about Carol King. I know Carol Kane. Uh, I think it moved, one of my great, the great movies, Scrooge, and one of the great comedians is Carol Kane. And, and then Carol King, and it's with an E, so I think it, but I think it's still Carol King. And I, I think I've talked about this. There's one time, and this is weird because she's not a ghost, but she, she ghosted my machine in an old iPod. And for those of you that are super young, you might not know that once upon a time we had these things called iPods, which, uh, and this one wasn't even solid state. This thing was freaking running on a hard drive, a plattered hard drive. I mean, I don't even know if there's platters or one platter, uh, with the moving head there, the white, uh, rectangular things. And at the time I had this, this was probably a fourth generation one, maybe third or fourth generation iPod. It just held music, right? And uh, I think you could maybe play uh, Arachnoid on there or something. And these 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 iPads, like you'd load your music on there, and ideally it was big enough to hold your music. Um, and I can remember being obsessed with getting one. It, it, and this was one of these ideas, you know, uh, that was inevitable, and this was one of Steve, I think it was one of Steve Jobs' biggest moves. I don't know a lot about Apple history or Steve Jobs, so I should probably keep my mouth shut about that. And I think Apple was beaten to market by a couple other, like, uh, machines, like, similar. So it would be a hard drive that holds music so that you're digitizing your music. You could carry a lot, around a lot more music, which helps with obsessive people like me. say, oh, you have 180 days of music. I say, thank goodness. Now, why, why, why can't I? I'd like to listen to that song. I mean, that's why I prefer, I like streaming music because then it's like, uh, for the most part, unless there's like artist uh, disputes, uh, Taylor Swift, I'm talking to you, like, uh, you know, that, that, that there's, uh, you, you can listen to whatever you want. Uh, though I still think, and this is, and I've talked about this, but not recently, I think there's still space, uh, I really like Apple Music's idea of having radio stations, like they have Beats 1, and now they're getting these city beats. I mean, listening to the um, Elton John show or some of the hip-hop shows is really cool, being able to listen to people talk, kind of like a podcast with, with, with music rights. And I recently switched back to Spotify just because it just and not, not, no reason to dig into it deep here, but... Uh, because of Alexa, there's testing I'm testing that out. So I said, well, I got to get to Spotify. But I do miss having, I, I don't understand, again, why the streaming music companies haven't bought up SiriusXM um, or what any of those rules are. Because it'd just be nice. Like, I really like, I listen to, at night now, I listen to either KDF, KDFC, which is our local classical radio station, or I listen to BBC Three. And those are my current bedtime. That's my bedtime listening. There's something soothing uh, about listening to classical music and then having someone. And that was uh, Brahms' uh, Fourth Symphony and, uh, you know, Light Minor. And, you know, the symphony, uh, I don't even, I can't even do, make it up because I don't have that. It was in the... Uh, and the Plateau Plains of uh, Pompadour that that song was written. 
But they even have nicer voices than that. But so I think, like, I don't understand. I think Spotify, I think you do need radio stations. I understand the curation of stuff. And playlists are always nice, but it's like, uh, I don't know. I guess that's talk, but I was talking about Carol King. I got, it got taken off track there. Uh, so anyway, so I had this iPod, right? Third or fourth generation iPod, um, with the spinning wheel where you could just keep your thumb on it before I think, uh, so maybe that, I don't know what generation that was, but so as I owned this thing, I would load music onto it. Right. And I was trying to, you know, if someone, I was at someone's house, I'd be like, would you, let me put your music on my iPod. Uh, you know, I'm like a lunatic when it comes to this stuff. So I was like, uh, so at some point a bunch of Carol King music got on there. Yeah. I, I believe and Miss King, I could be mis, uh, construing you. And I think there's a couple of those songs that I do, do like I do, that I listen to occasionally. And I don't want to break, but I don't want to break. Uh, I don't know. Those songs remind me of the seventies, uh, where I wasn't really, uh, sentient yet. I think I probably should have been at some point in the seventies, but I wasn't maybe 79. I should have been aware, but I, I mean, I don't become self-aware till 20. I won't become self-aware yet till 2020, maybe. My brain, you know, my cat, you know, so far, full full consciousness comes online. So, but at some point, so I had this Carol King music on there, and I guess it's kind of a this is why it's a lulling, soothing podcast. I don't know what songs it was, so I guess this is like a half assed story anyway. Uh, but the songs aren't really important. What happened was, like, at some point, like, I like to shuffle the songs because they because they get too crazy. So I say, well, just shuffle the music scoots. You know, then you don't have to obsess over what, what you're listening to and, you know, try to. So at some point I just started shuffling the music, right? And I think you could star music while you're listening to it. And that would affect the shuffling algorithm. Uh, but another part of the shuffling algorithm, I believe, was like how many times the song had been played. So the iPod would say, well, geez, you played that song 26 times. You must like Carol King. And so I can lead it to you that this iPod, uh, this would be what the technical people say. It became under the impression algorithmically that I loved Carol King. And so uh, anytime I hit shuffle, you know, there was probably like a 60 or 70% chance that Carol King's song would come on. And then I would, you know, fast forward, no offense, but again, I'd say, well, she's what is with this Carol King music coming on here? Uh, and, it, it, you know, the more I played, the more it became like a self-fulfilling prophecy, self-Carol Kinging iPod. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know. So, but another part of me said, well, this is strange. You know, this can't be explained away by algorithms or, you know, my irritation at, you know, having to shuffle. And, you know, just getting to wait to, and then I said, well, why can't you just relax? You know, and that became an issue with me. Well, why can't you just relax and take the Carol King songs as they come? And I guess it'd be really, really, it would have been really embarrassing for me. Uh, like, well, I was going to say, if it's not Carol King, this whole thing will be embarrassing. But, but you know, at some point I, I thought that I said, maybe... Uh, this is like a ghost. And at the time I didn't bother. I just said, okay, maybe, you know, I said, well, maybe it was the 1960s that those songs are from maybe the seventies. So I said, well, maybe this is a ghost to Carol King is in my iPod. Now this evening, uh, 
I paused it and made sure, and she's still. But with her musical coming, he, I think it's coming to the Bay Area. It's here on tour. I started thinking about that iPod again, and for some reason I had placed the iPod on the top of my microwave. And years ago, the iPod lost the ability to write to write to the files, so it's just like a, it could only play only. And, you know, just like these devices, you know, you, you grow out of them or you leave it on top and it becomes coated in kitchen, you know, air grease. You know, this has been a point in my life here where I'm trying to figure out, uh, I'm trying to find direction, you know, and I'm saying, well, what am I going to do with this podcast? What am I going to do? How am I going to keep doing it? What am I going to do with my life? Uh, and all that kind of stuff. And I said, well, geez, what if this Carol King, this Carol King iPod was trying to tell me something? And, you know, maybe I'm more open to this kind of stuff now with the podcast and, you know, saying, well, this could be a podcast. You know, what's the worst that could happen? And I say, well, yeah, I guess you're right. What is the worst that you say? Well, I could sit around or I, I, I could charge up this iPod and, you know, just see what, if there really is the ghost of Carol King in here and where she wants me to go. Actually, just just give me an idea. Maybe I should go get that iPod and, and see. Uh, I'll be right back. Uh, it's just as I suspected. There's like something mystical at play here, because uh, I just pulled it out, and it was like it's like stuck in some sort of strange reboot cycle with some support message that's coming up. But I tell you what, it was like a couple of nights ago. I said, okay, you know, because you say, uh, you try to figure out, uh, like, when you're a person like me, who's not good in the hope and faith categories, like, uh, uh, trying to figure out how to say this without stirring anything up or just be kind of plain about it, but it's like, when you believe in, like, uh, and this isn't a joke or meant to be a cry for help or like a low self-esteem or something, it's just like, when you believe in doom... Uh, whether it's a video game doom or just general, you know, it makes uh, it makes it harder to like take these leaps of faith, right? Or to determine. But you can see on my thought pattern when I said, "Well, I'm lost right now, and I have that iPod." It sounds so quaint, even now. What is it like? Been seven years, eight years? This iPod. I guess it's been longer than that. Nine, maybe ten years since people were buying iPods, maybe. Maybe a little bit less, uh, like eight, eight, seven, eight years. I mean, I'm sure there still is. No offense. I mean, if you got one, I mean, I still have a pink one somewhere around, like one of the thinner running ones. Uh, but what was my point? My point is that uh, I said to myself, I said, well, maybe this is the this is the help you're looking for, this Carol King iPod. Maybe she is in your, your eye. Maybe, like, she's got her musical. You could go see the musical. Not sure if you could get tickets. You'd have to pay for tickets. You know, not sure I know. So I said, okay, well, let's look, let's load up the iPod. And I went up in my kitchen on top of my microwave, and there it was sitting there. And I looked at it, and I could sense, I said, okay, this is this is uh, fate. I, I think this is fate has brought us to, to, together. And I plugged it in, and then I, you know, we hit play, nothing happened. And I, when it, it did go into one of those startup loops, but, you know, I've seen enough movies. I said, okay, well, just, you know, faith doesn't come to the those who, you know, 
I said, you know, I got to start doing like not exactly the opposite of what I would do, but be more open-minded. So I said, okay, let me plug in some headphones in this thing and let me start walking. You know, this is where, where, where things happen out on walk, you know, man with an iPod that's not starting up, uh, that was once, like, you know, inhabited by Carol King out on a walk. And, uh, of course, you know, I also get, what do you call that, performance anxiety. So I said, well, what are the Carol King songs that used to come up? And I said, I think one was from, like, I said, was she in Pete's Dragon? And I said, that's why I think she's from the 70s. I think Carol King was in Pete's Dragon, the original Pete's Dragon. Are those Carol King songs? And I'm not kidding. So those of you that are laughing hysterically... Or in shock, uh, I'm not kidding. I, I still don't know the answer to that question. Uh, luckily, I said, well, what are some songs from Peach Dragon? And I said, well, is that his mother? Uh, and then I said, oh, I don't really know. And I was just thinking about Pete. And next thing I know, I tripped, and I see a bobcat. It's, it falls asleep on a couch, like just on somebody's porch. And I said, wait a second, uh. And I noticed that the, 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 what do you call it, the iPad was making like the whirring, you know, the hard drive sound, the hard drive fail sound, I think. Uh, but I had to believe that it wasn't an accident, you know, that, that I had gotten there. Uh, just in time to see the bobcat woken up by a, a house cat and the house cat like, uh, like snuck up on the bobcat and studied it. This was on a porch, like one of those porch, not a swing, but like one of those porch rocking couches. And I wondered, I said, what am I going to do here? Uh, like I said, is that cat going to go after the bobcat? Is the bobcat going to get woken up? Uh, and then right then I heard the clicking of the iPod stop. In this song, it came up, I said, what is this? It said, the calm before the storm. In the name of the artist, which I said, I said, this is not, I said, I'm sorry, what is it? It is Dar, Darude, uh, Darude. And I thought to myself, okay, it's the calm before the storm. That's right. This, and I said, this iPod is sentient. The iPod has gone sentient. And I have to act. And, and that music, the, the, the tears, what was it? Uh, Calm before the storm. It was uh, it, it was like a dance. It felt like I was at a club. But to be honest, like it was like uh, I, did, I did. To be honest, I took my shirt off and I started dancing in a circle, like pumping my things. And then the cat, what looked at me like, "What in the hell are you doing?" And I said, "Okay." Then I started whipping my shirt above my head, like. Uh, you know, not in a burlesque way, just in a, you know, I'm full loose and, you know, if I have a sentient iPod in my pocket that just tried to, you're sending me down the street to solve solutions or, you know, not to mind, but to do the opposite of mind my own business. And then I threw my shirt and then the cat chased after it and dived on my shirt and then hit it once and then smelled it and then, you know, left. So I picked up my shirt, and then I noticed the bobcat was still sleeping there. And I don't know, might have, like, if you're a zoologist or, you know, a veteran, I, I'm not positive it was a bobcat, uh, to be honest. Uh looked like, I mean, in my unprofessional opinion, it looked like a bobcat to me. And it was still lying there, and but then it made, it made a sound like, and I said, oh, boy, we got a cat, we got a cat problem, you know, cat situation. 
And I said, what's going on, Bob? And the cat said, and I, said, and I looked for a collar, uh, you know, which another dead giveaway that it's a bobcat. It doesn't have a collar. You see, it could be a tomcat. It could be a, a feral cat. And I said, you're correct, correct on both fronts. But I had the shirt, and I heard the groaning of a cat. Another, you know, mammal, mammalian, uh, mammalian-related empathy for this thing. And it, it, right when I was, I said, "Well, geez, maybe this could be a wild creature. Maybe I shouldn't be sweeping it up." And then the, the iPod clicked again, and Katie Lang popped up. KD with K to the D to the Lang. Uh, tears don't care who cries them. And I said, okay, that one, I said, okay, that's not one I can get. Tears don't care. And it was, a, you know, a little bit of a country to tune. But I was mostly taking, you know, meaning out of the music because I can't always think and listen to music at the same time. I said, tears don't care who cries them. And I said, okay. And then the thing went, and I said, I could get this bobcat to a vet or a zoo or, you know, somewhere other than when it's perfectly relaxed on this porch. And so I swept up this thing in my thing, and it was it was a cute little, bigger than little, but enough for me to cradle in its arms, bobcat. And I said, oh, this reminds me of that day I saved the platypus, spilled platypus. And then the cat opened its eyes and looked at me, and I said, well, you must have heard this story. It didn't go so great for me or the platypus, actually. They said, but I'm here to help, Bob. And then the, the cat groaned again. I said, well, Jesus. He said, iPad, how about a song? So they started trotting down the street with no particular destination, you know, other than rest, you know, it's in rescue mode, which for me is just like now walking with a bobcat. And then the iPad went to uh, Neil Young, my, my, hey, 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 my, my. And I said, well, this, I don't know if that's the greatest song, but I, I said, at least I know the chorus to that. So I started humming the chorus and, and I said, well, you're, you're not going to, nothing's going to happen to you. The little bobcats don't cry. And I said, don't worry, bobcat, you know, I'm not going to let you fade away or burn out. And I said, this is, you're not helping iPod. I said, I need some help here. And that was the weirdest thing. It brought up a, a fresh air from uh, 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 August 9th, 2010. And I said, well, that's weird. And it was Dave Davies filling in for Terry Gross. And I said, then I just put the, I put Dave Davies' soothing voice near the bobcat for, for a little while. And I kept looking. I said, I got to find a, I said, and I said, well, there's those, uh, those centers called, they say, now that you have insurance, instead of going to a doctor or a hospital, why don't you go to one of these care centers? And I say, oh, a, a loving care center? No, they say urgent care center. You know, so if you need, you know, care urgently within the few hours, you go there. And I said, I wonder if they care about bobcats there. And right as I put my hand on the door, uh, the cat looked up to me like the, you know, cause it took me a while to get there. Like Dave Davies was done talking and, uh, I put on the headset and it was playing, uh, uh, Shega de Sayudade by Antonio Carlos Yobim, Yobim, Yobim. 
which was like a definite like a waiting room music, like a little do. I, I don't know. You could look it up. Uh, maybe I'll make a playlist for the show. So I said, okay, well, obviously I can't uh, take the Bobcat there because the waiting room music on my headphones was already like, uh, I said, this Bobby, I said, do you need immediate media care? What, what's wrong with you? And I said, Meow. and I said, is it a hairball? And then I thought to myself, what's it, what's next, a vet or a zoo? Or... And they said, really? And they said, I don't want to call. I said, the control place, I don't, no offense to the wonderful people that do animal control. But I said, you know, I said, I have this thing cuddled in my arms now. I have to see this through. I can't be calling animal control. So I said, okay, where do I go? And then, of course, the iPad went to the thing because I think I was overthinking it. played a tribe called Quest, a description of a fool. And I said, are you, is, it, is this a sign? I said, Carol King. And I was holding it up and I, was talking, I said, Carol King, please give me more. How to save this bobcat? How shall I save this bobcat? Uh, and then people were looking at me and I said, okay, well, this is, uh, and then I started drawing attention. I said, wait a second, maybe, you know, with a description. And then they were talking about me and describing me into their phones. And I said, well, I said, the ghost of Carol King's in my iPod. And I said, would you bring a bobcat to a zoo or a veterinarian's office? And someone said, neither. Someone else said, neither. And they said, well, we're calling animal control. I said, I said, no, 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 no. The iPad is not played Janet Jackson's control. And then I saw a woman, like, standing off by herself, kind of watching... And she was near a car, which I figured I'd need a car at this point to get to the, the zoo. Because that was what my gut was telling me. And the iPod came on with the Stone Roses song, Simone. And I said, well, I said, I had no idea some of these songs were on here. I said, holy moly. I said, okay, Carol King. I said, calling Carol King, I'm listening. And I said, Simone? And she said, we. Oui. And I said, are you Simone? And she said, yes, that means yes. And I said, "Do you? is this your car? Could you take me and this bobcat to the zoo? And she said, a zoo or a vet? And I said, I think the zoo. I said, because I hate, I, dis, I don't hate zoos. I dislike them. And she said, for the animals? I said, no. Well, I said, I, said, I talk about this every once in a while. Uh, I said, when I go to other zoos, I feel uncomfortable. She said, for the animals? I said, no, no, no. On a gut, no, it's about me, not the animals, uh, Simone. And she started driving. And then, of course, for a moment, I said, well, should I cradle the bobcat or should I strap it in? And I said, well, I better cradle it because uh, it was going. And so I was like uh, cradling this thing and, and it was great. And she, she said, tell me more about your zoo issues. I said, well, yeah, that's what it is, the zoo issue. They said, I think in another life I was a zoo animal. Uh, because when I go to a zoo, I just feel like I have trouble, you know, breathing and I feel constrained and I don't like it. And she said, you don't like the animal? No, I said, I don't have a, they said, if a zoo is good to its animals, who am I to judge? But being within a zoo with the animals or maybe even without the animals makes me feel, I said, it's like a, 
And she says, say a little more. And I noticed that we had trouble because they said, wait a second, this was a crush worthy uh, uh, helper here, Simone. And then the cat groaned and said, wait a and then the iPod, you know, I said, thought that we, I see we, and then the iPod kicked on a Dixie Chick song, Little Jack Slade. And I said, you better step on it, Simone. He said, that's This is driving music. We're like Thelma and Louise in the Bobcat. And she said, it did not end well. For, and I said, you're right. We're like, uh, just the driving part of Thelma and Louise. I said, or I could be like, you know, Brad Pitt, and you could be uh, Thelma. I said, Thelma or Louise. And then so Simone was driving, and, the, you know, Dixie, because it was a, a bit of a drive, she decided to drive to, like, a zoo, not the closest zoo, which living in the Bay Area, is, I guess, is an advantage. But then as the Dixie Chick song came to a close, uh, uh, Simone groaned, just like the Bobcat. And then the Bobcat groaned, bam. And then uh, the Nico Case song came on. Uh, Nico, I always say Nico Case, but I think it's a, it's a, but it's a, a Margaret versus Pauline. And I said, okay. I said, we didn't. And then I was trying to remember and listen to the song and think and hold the Bobcat and study Simone. And I, I said, I said, is this, she said, oh, yes, I'm, I'm not well. And I said, is it a, a r- r- issue with you and your sister? And she said, how did you know? And I said, did you hear when I was yelling that Carol King lives inside my iPod and advises me? I, I said, I think I'm just starting to have faith in this today. And she laughed, uh. But they kind of laugh like, uh, I think she was French, uh, like a, I don't know if it's an inconsequential laugh, like, like a polite, I couldn't tell if she was laughing at me or like a changing the subject laugh, but not being dismissive at the same time. Very French thing. I think, uh, probably what do you call that? Uh, existential laugh. Maybe you could feel French existential laughter. And he said, he said, is there something I can help with? And she said, maybe. And they said, well, actually, we got to, could we do it after we help this Bobcat? We got to kick it, kick it up a notch. And then, uh, ACDC song, Night of the Long Knives came on, which I said, if I even heard, and it sounded sound a little bit like Dr. Feelgood. So then I started singing Dr. Feelgood from Bradley Crew. Even though ACDC's The Night of the Long Knives was playing in my ear. And then I noticed I was looking to, it was looking longingly at Simone while cradling a bobcat. And I said, This is not a. He said, And I said, Are we almost to the zoo? She said, I don't think we should go to the zoo. And I said, Why? She said, My sister works there. And I said, You're kidding me. And she said, I kid you not. And I said, is she like Dr. Feelgood? Like, like, I said, I think that's a metaphor for addiction, though. And I said, well, I said, what does your sister do at the zoo? And she said, she's the dictator of the zoo. And I said, really, I thought zoos were like nonprofit structure. And she said, we're not headed towards those zoos. And uh, like, I, re- I didn't, you know, I was so lost in the moment that I didn't realize we had really started to drive up some strange mountain road. Countryside had fallen away. 
uh, sun had gone behind the clouds. Lightning was playing, and then Little Wing came on by uh, Jimi Hendrix. And it started to play, and I, I said, okay. Uh, and I said, okay, Carol King, what are you trying to tell me here? And she said, oh, my name is Simone. I said, sorry, sorry. And I said, wings. I said, maybe I got to have some little. I said, well, uh, I said, your sister is a dictator of a zoo at the top of this mountain. She said, within the mountain. And I said, okay. Did they, I said, well, do they have a medical staff for this bobcat? Because originally we, I was just trying to get this. Originally I was going for a walk to help myself uh, commune with Carol King within my iPod. But now I find myself, uh, well, I thought I was going to save this bobcat, but I'm also, I'm smitten with you like this kitten. Uh, but this is probably the worst possible time. Uh, you know, maybe my heart's fluttering on a little wing or something. But uh, I, I said, I said, and she said they have a full medical staff. I said, is it like a like a evil medical staff? And she said, no, 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 no. There is. A, she goes, the man I lo-, and I said, oh, the man she loves, terrific. And I said that out loud. Actually, I felt bad. And they said, okay, the man you love is within there. He's the veterinarian. She said, yes, he's the most talented veterinarian on this mountain. And I said, so there's other untalented veterinarians on this mountain. And she said, yes, his assistants. And I said, oh, okay. And I said, well, so you need me. I said, so he can save this bobcat. And she said, what is wrong with the bobcat? I said, it's groaning. They said, I asked it if it was a hairball, but it just groaned. And I said, it's eyes. And I said, I just want to take care of this poor bobcat. It was asleep on someone's porch. And with that, we got to the, the mountain pass stopped. Of course, like a lot of these roads do, right into the face of a mountain. And right as in, then this mashup came up, the Wu-Tang Beatles mashup for the movement. Uh... And I said, okay, I got it. And they said, and they realized I had not been wearing a shirt for about three hours. Because, uh, and I said, you don't have any clothes in your car, do you, uh, Simone? Because I, I, I didn't realize I had no shirt on. I probably shouldn't be uh, penetrating a mountain fortress to save a bobcat and reunite you with your lover. And she blushed at that. And I said, damn. And he said, he said, so your sister's the evil dictator, so that's out. And she said, I did not say she was evil. And I said, well, I consider, I said, on a gut level, I guess I do consider, I, don't, I guess I don't consider it was evil. But I have the same, I said, I have some sort of a deep uh, a base level repulsion to them. I can't go, you know. And she said, probably the wisest thing anyone other than Carol King with an iPod said to me, she said, do not confuse repulsion with the evil and i said whoa boy this i said you are french oh clearly i said well let's i, I said i guess i'm here to save the day do, do do you have a blouse that will fit me and she said i believe i do within the trunk and of course within her trunk was uh her, some of her sister's clothes and i just grabbed the first i mean who at this point who am i so I grabbed the first blouse I saw, which was like a purple checkered with some uh, thing. It had one of those, and I don't know, again, I'm not a blouse expert, but it had like one of those collars that's rounded. 
and it had extra space in the chest, which I, I don't, I didn't really need. But uh, as I'm putting it on, the wise Carol King puts on uh, the Smith song. Is it really so strange? Starts playing, and I, as I'm putting on a woman's blouse. I said, Carol, I said, Carol, I said, maybe she's a goddess. Carol King as a goddess has a sense of humor. And I said, then I, I said, should I take the bobcat with us? And I said, how are we getting in? And she said, I don't know. You have to figure out a way. I said, your sister, how do you get in when you go see your sister, your lover? And she said, she said, I have escaped from here. And I said, oh. And I said, is this bobcat yours? And she said, it is. And I said, I said, do you know Carol King or is this just some strange, the power? And she said, she said, I called for help and you've come. And I said, wow. I said, okay. And and then I said, don't take any pictures of me in this blouse. Okay. And then she laughed and I said, I said, darn it. The one time I'm in a woman's blouse and it's like devastatingly smooth, like, uh, and she's got a lover just on the other side of this mountain. So I said, don't worry, I'll find a way back in. And then the sound of silence came in. Simon and, Gar- Simon and Garfunkel song. So I said, let's be quiet. And then I started, and then I said, and you, Carol King, pause the song. And I said, wait, well, say, hello, darkness, my old friend, come to talk to you again. Is envisioned softly sleeping. Something, something. So I said, and at that point, Bob, the bobcat, was asleep. And just off to the left, I heard some whirring. So I said, okay, that's it. So sound of silence is interrupted by whirring. And we headed off to the left of the mountain pass, and behind this big bush was like a robotic watchman, like straight out of, like, you know those big birds that dip their noses, like uh, the perpetual motion bird dipping things your grandmother has? It was one of those, uh, and then the Sunvolt song came on, Bandages and Scars. And I said, wait a second, this is from Bush presidency, Carol King. And then I said, okay, that makes sense. Obama's been president for seven years. And then I said, uh, I, I said, uh, I said, uh, uh, like the guard, even though it didn't look that tough, I said, well, I better... And I said, here, fall, and I pushed, pushed Simone into the bush a little. And I said, here, fall into the bush. And then I said, can someone, I said, I just found this woman in this bush here. She's stuck in the bush. And then the robotic watchman came over. And I said, she needs some bandages. She's fallen into this bush here. And then it said, hold on. And then I went to press a button for the door. And then I just, it was a robot. I pushed it over the side of the mountain. You know, it was a robot though, so no worries. And I said, come on, Simone. And then we went through the door. And I said, robot, robots, are so, they're no, they don't, they don't stand a chance against Carol King. And then I said, where, where to? And we entered, you know, Mountain Fortress, uh, zoo, zoo. You know, and I said, okay, this is some sort of exotic zoo. And she said, exactly, this is where the rich come. And, you know, we don't really have time to dig into exotic zoos, but, you know, creatures from outer space level. And I said, Bob, are you from outer space? And I said, Muh. And she said, no, Bob is uh, my cat. And I said, he's a bobcat, right? And she said, Bob, this is a bobcat, yes. 
And he says, Bob, not well. She said, no, yes, he's, Bob's very hungry. We, you know, we see you. And he said, wait a second, Bob's hungry. That's why Bob's groaning. And they said, what are you, stoned? And that's when oh, Stoned by Old 97s came on the exact same time. I said, me and Carol King are in sync. No NSYNC came on yet, though. And I said, is there any NSYNC on here, Carol King? And I said, someone, so you tricked me to just to sneak you back in here so you could feed your cat. And she said, and reunite with my lover. And I said, well, that couldn't be all Carol King had planned. And then I looked around, I saw all the caged creatures. And I felt the same feeling I feel when I'm in a zoo, the feeling of, uh, a feeling of general dislike. And then, uh, Paul Westerberg's high time came on and I said, is it cocktail hour here? I said, does your sister and your lover, do you guys have some sort of cocktail? Or she said, we do, we do. And I said, it's perfect for sneaking around. Okay. I'm on it. And I said, and I looked around at the animals and I said, uh, the animals, I said, I'm here for you as Bruce Springsteen's for you started playing. And then I put a fist up, you know, and I felt like uh, a freedom fight. And then I got hit by a venture, what do you call those things? Uh, like a veterinarian dart. And I fell slack. And then, you know, hours later I woke, uh, like within the, within the, like I'd been tricked, uh, clearly. I still had my iPod in my pocket, uh, but I was white wick with all the caged exotic animals and Carol or Simone, her lover, Patrick, I think was his name. And then her sister was not there, but they were laughing. I said, is there even a sister? She said, oh, yes, she's watching from afar. She's here. She is the manager. But she says, you won't be saving anyone. And I said, we'll see about this, I guess, next week, because I'm not, I said, no, 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 no. I said, this isn't, you know, the, I said, you've messed with the wrong person. And she said, oh, so you think so? And I said, and I don't mean me, I mean Carol King. And then she told her lover about it, Patrick, Patrick, I think. And they had a good laugh. And I said, don't worry, next week I'll get out of here. So that's it. Uh, I'll be back next week with the rest of the story.